You are listening to the Alaska Sports Talk Podcast, sponsored by Roger Briley and Associates, Partouche Plumbing and Heating, Guido's, The Bike Shop, Alaska Sausage and Seafood, and the Alaska Club. Now, here are your hosts of AST, Keaton Homer and Isaiah Freeman. We welcome you to another fantastic edition of the Alaska Sports Talk Podcast. So glad to have you along wherever you might be tuned in. You know where you're not tuned in. It's Google Podcasts because it doesn't exist anymore. So if you're, you're in there, list- I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, you're you're, you're <laughs> out of luck. Uh, I'm sorry if you were a, a user of Google Podcasts, but you won't find us there anymore. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, TuneIn, and many other platforms. Glad to have you along wherever you might be tuned in and listening to this edition of the Alaska Sports Talk Podcast. Isaiah Freeman, Keaton Homer along with you. Uh, a few things to recap and a few things, or at least one big thing to preview coming yep. up. Uh, big this thing. week, obviously, big thing, big, it's big, big, big thing, big, very big, very, 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 very big. So, uh, obviously, we're alluding to Division One state hockey coming up out in Wasilla. We'll touch on that. Um, make mention of it right now. We'll remind you towards the end of the podcast. Uh, be sure you t- tune in Thursday, Friday, Saturday. We may have some some special drops of the podcast. Oh yeah, we'll definitely yeah. have some special drops. I think so. I think yep. we're, we're going to try to catch up with uh, some coaches at the end of games or maybe before games, however it might work, uh, chat with them a little bit, kind of get their feelings either going into the game or even after the game if they're victorious. I That's the one thing I dislike doing, and I've had to do it throughout my broadcast career, is talking to losing coaches. I mean, uh... I know I know it's got to happen. I get it. It's part of it, but just – it's the worst thing. Like you, you've coached Isaiah. It's like, not fun to be. Well, the nice thing is, is they would interview Brad. I mean, I might get some questions way, way afterwards, so I didn't really have to deal with it all that much. Well, but it was nice. I mean, like you just don't even when you your your family asks questions or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I needed you know. a cooling. I needed a, just a little bit of time, just myself, and then I could kind of decompress myself, and then. It was much easier. I needed to step away for a little bit after yeah. a tough loss and then could rejoin society. That's one of the interesting things I think about like college athletics. They have like coaches and players have like the mandatory 10 or 15 minute, like you can't speak to them right after a game, like type of thing. Well, like, is it the losing coach? Because I'm like, wait a minute. We're you're talking to the player that just hit the game winning shot or the coach that just won right after the game. Right. After yeah, after you after a win, you can talk to me all you want. Yeah. Right. Yeah, sure. exactly. But after but after a loss, give me ten to fifteen minutes. Let me compose my thoughts. You yep. know, like all that kind of stuff. But well, in today's society right now, with everything being videoed and everything like that, you I know well, I'm maybe I'm different, but I don't think so. Just kind of just take a moment to woosa. Well, woosa. I mean I'm a fan of the Bob Knight. Uh, you know, press conferences, you know, those are, <laughs> I'm looking for one of those, you know, yeah, well, me, of course, <laughs> I mean, some, those are, those are gold, just absolute gold. Yeah. They like, can lead a show for a while. That's for sure. No like, doubt there. The question about a game face and he goes into, I don't know what a game face is. What does that mean? And he starts making all these weird faces. Like what, what the heck <laughs> is a game face? And I'm just like, Oh, that's great. That's great. But pure gold, pure gold. That's right. What else is pure gold? Uh, Division two state hockey, fun past yeah. weekend down in Soldatna. Uh Isaiah, you had the chance to be down there to see uh 
The yeah. Houston Hawks take oh, home the deep state hockey uh, championship uh, this past weekend. What kind of uh, give us a re- recap yes. of what happened? Uh, well, Houston happened. Houston, I think last year after. I believe they were undefeated last year. Maybe they had one loss. I mean, they were tops. They were unbelievable. Yeah. And then they lost in the semifinals to Juno. And then Soldatna ended up winning the state title last year. And I think that drove them. Uh, I, they were quite impressive. They were they were just pure dominant. Um, from the drop at the 11 o'clock game the first game on thursday they played tri-valley and they just you know it won 10 to nothing yeah and and keaton i can tell you uh it could have been a lot worse it could have been much much worse than yeah. 10 nothing and then you know they play Kenai in the semifinal, and the place is pretty full it's Kenai. they're you know obviously it's in soldatna but it's soldatna Kenai area so there's plenty of people there and Houston, from that puck drop right in the first period, uh, Kenai was spinning around. They didn't know what yeah. end was up. They were Houston was so fast. And by the end of the first period, it was three nothing, and it was over. I mean, it, it just it, it was it was impressive. And then you get into they play Soldatna for the championship, and man, <laughs> wow, it was it was almost hard to describe. It was just the puck drops they're they're doing stuff they're kind of feeling each other out a little bit in that first yeah soldatna was the first one that beat them that was really the only division two team that beat them all year back in i think it was october and you know houston just boy that was 1-0 after the first period and then it just exploded it just exploded houston just i think they ended up scoring four goals four or five goals in the second and then adding a couple more in the third and the the route was on so to speak and uh you know they had they had four real dominant players that i you know kind of noticed now granted i wasn't able to sit and just watch the whole game uninterrupted you know different things are going on oh, what? but you had to do other things are you kidding yeah. oh man That's well right. i did <laughs> well after the second period we started kind of getting the awards ready and all that it wasn't going to be a whole lot of drama after that one but you know, a couple of the players, number six and number eleven, number six, Daniel Metved, uh, eleven. He's a junior, or yeah, he's a junior, eleventh grade man. He is, he is something. And he's a, just a junior, right? And then number eleven, dominant Efimo. Uh, he's a junior too, and he's labeled as a defenseman. And I know I said this in the instant reaction podcast, but he does not look like a defenseman. I mean, he is so stinking fast. He's an I, offensive defenseman. He's a oh, scorer. It, it was unbelievable. He, both Kenai and Soldatna just were spinning around trying to see where he was going. I mean, it was just, it was unbelievable. And then a number 19 came in King Reed. He's a senior. He plays defense. He was really good. The goalie, Ari, Ari Burnside, uh, he's a senior. They were just, now he didn't face a ton of pressure, but they were just, they were unbelievable. Houston was unbelievable. Well, they were so unbelievable. They lit it up for 26 goals in three games. They scored 10 goals against Tri-Valley, nine against Kenai, and then seven against Houston in the championship game. Um, if you hear some purring in the background, that that is the new cat that we have. So just don't worry. It's not me. It's an actual animal, and it's walking wherever it wants to. But the Houston Hawks 
winning the 2024 uh, D2 State Championship. Isaiah touched on it last year. They were the number one seed last year as well. They lost in the semifinals to Juno 4-3. to So I think that kind of fueled a little bit of, you know, this year's run. I mean, you could just tell how oh, yeah. dominant they were. Um, yeah, scoring they were on a mission. Three, three games. I mean, last year, um, they they scored. I mean, they won 8 nothing in the, in the semifinals or the quarter round against uh, Delta last year. Um, but then the other scores were somewhat close. I mean, m- mentioned the semifinal loss against Judo four to three last year. And then in the consolation round, uh, against North pole, they won three to two. So obviously they weren't, uh, lighting the lamp at least as much as they did in this year's state tournament. But man, I didn't, I know that they've gotten away of, you know, division one, the crossover thing for yep. the championship game. Uh, but it would be interesting just to see if they could could keep the, you know, goal scoring going, you know, um, against some D one competition. I wouldn't be surprised. I think they could. A, that is definitely a popular opinion. However, here is what: since the change and when the Division two champion could go into the Division one tournament as an invitee. No team that's gone from Division Two state tournament into the Division One. No, none of the teams have even won a game. Yeah, they haven't even won a game. Right. So I know that's. I'm sure that was circulating on social media. I don't really go on there and take a look at comments and all that. It's it's sure not. Sure, you don't. I, sure, I've yeah, got okay. way more things <laughs> to be doing than that, and I'm sure. But I, I'm I'm positive. I, I don't even have to – I'm sure it's out there that, well, well yeah. Houston should be able to have a chance, blah, 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 all that stuff. But, you know, as good as they looked and as good as some other teams have looked at the Division Two level at some of these tournaments, state tournaments, you know, they just – they they haven't won a game at the right. Division One level. You know, why? I have my reasons – or I have my speculations on why, but, you know, that's, that's the truth. And I – there isn't one other state association. There isn't one other tournament where that's actually done that I'm right. aware of. So, you know, if they're really that good, they should be playing and they want the D1, they should go play D1. Sure, sure. I mean. It's always an yeah. option to play up. It's definitely. it's always an option to play up. Yep, so. absolutely. But anyway, nevertheless, congratulations to the Houston Hawks on a fantastic season. Uh Making the state tournament, not only making the state tournament, uh, winning it all and winning it all in very impressive, impressive fashion yeah. uh, against Soldatna um, last Saturday in a 7 nothing victory against the Soldatna Stars, who were the defending state champions from from last year. So Division Two hockey is in the books for this season. It leaves us kind of with, well, I mean, there's only one more state hockey tournament coming up. Yep. So and that's. Um, this Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, the Division One State Hockey Tournament. Hold on, I got a cat crawling on me. There, oh my gosh, <laughs> this thing, this thing's killing me, man. This thing it is really me. likes it. Really likes your shoulder. I can see. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> you know that's great. So anyway, um, it's like the mascot, I guess, for the podcast. I, I don't know, but um, anyway, D One State Hockey, and obviously. The seeding for D1 State Hockey, I think, was kind of somewhat impacted by the Cookula Conference 
you know, yeah. tournament yeah, this week. Yeah, it definitely was. There's no yeah. doubt about that. I um, think we could, we should start there, maybe? Yeah, we can start there. I yeah, mean, it's... took in the conference hockey. That was, it was a wild kind of week for the cookie Lake conference tournament it started on tuesday last yep. week uh eagle river and bartlett and bartlett the uh number six seed ended up winning uh eight to four and then bartlett advanced to take on diamond uh it was a tough loss against diamond they lost 16 to two in that game south ended up playing service and won nine to one and so you get the semifinals of south South and West, and then Chugiak and Diamond. Now, West is the one seed, and this is where things kind of like take a turn for like, what? Are you serious? This happened? So this game was supposed to be played at Bimboki Ice Arena, right? And yeah. they started the game at Bimboki, and then <laughs> like two minutes into the game, CO2 alarms trip, like s- sirens going off, like, oh my gosh, like we got to get people out of the building, uh, we got to evacuate. But whatever keeps the ice frozen, that freon that flows underneath the ice sheet to keep it frozen, there was a leak. And it was a big enough leak for evacuation. And so now you have people standing outside, you know, uh, families, players, referees, everybody's outside. Well, where are we going to do this? Well, what do you know? (laughs) What do you know? They just put ice in at the Sullivan Arena. Look what happens to be next door. Oh my gosh, unbelievable. Already there, already they're ready to go. And the guy that, you know, just so happens to run Ben Bokey apparently also has keys to the Sullivan <laughs> yeah, Arena. Yeah. And so, hey, why don't we just move this game over to the Sullivan? And by gosh, they played high school hockey in the Sullivan. Is it not just a weird coincidence, Isaiah? We were talking about this like two weeks ago. Yeah, you know what? I saw that come across and I went, aha. See, I knew it could happen. I knew it would be all right. I knew everyone would like it. Guys, it's not a conspiracy. Like, Isaiah and I did not hatch this. I'm just saying. Nope. I didn't Didn't do do it. it. I didn't Didn't do do it. it. I was in Soldatna. I have an alibi. I was in Soldatna. Um, I was, uh, well. What did we rehearse? What did we rehearse, Keaton? Come on. What did we rehearse? I failed. But guys, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. It was like a freak accident, I swear. But it was just wild that they ended up playing that semifinal game at the Sullivan. They actually ended up playing one more game there as well. Yeah. Um, at the Sullivan that couldn't be hosted. It was the uh I think it was the West Diamond um game on Friday, and it was. West yep. ended up beating Diamond five to two in that game but that southwest game south ended up winning that game by the way uh yeah. two to one to take down the number one seed south came in as the four seed right uh chugiak and diamond in that other semifinal, a game that did take place but this game was out of the max center in eagle river uh diamond ended up losing to chugiak four to one so it set the stage for the championship game um between south and chugiak this game was played at Bimboki. They were able to fix whatever the issue was at Bimboki. And I'll tell you what, Isaiah, I was a little bit shocked. I was surprised when I saw the result. 2 nothing South, and South is on a heater right now. South is on a heater, 100%. I mean, their goaltender is playing out of his mind at the moment. So South's goalie, Cole Schmidt, um, who was named to the Kukinluck Conference All-Conference team, uh, as he should be in 16 games, he's only allowing 1.1 goals against. And yeah, you're going to win a lot of hockey games. You're going to win a lot. 
Yeah, yep. and right now he's probably playing his best hockey of the season at the time you want to have your goalie playing the best hockey of the season. So Very that's true. kind of a little bit of a brief recap of the, the cooking the conference tournament. South able to take the conference title from the from the tournament, not the regular season title. That that went to West as they were the number one seed. But kind of takes us into the seedings here, Isaiah. Yep. How did the that how did that affect the seedings going into this weekend's Division One state tournament? Well, I could say on after getting back from the the, the Division Two tournament on Saturday night, which the drive was uh, pretty sketchy, by the way, on that uh, late Saturday night. But Sunday morning, getting into the office, the ASAA office, uh, the seating was done, and basically because Wasilla won their conference they don't do a conference tournament in the rail belt because there's only three teams right. wasilla uh colony and west valley so those three did not do a conference tournament obviously so wasilla was the champion west valley ended up as the second place because of the tiebreaker that they had with colony so colony ended up as an at-large and we also had service as an at-large now, the way we kind of talked about this earlier, but the way that the seating is done is we take all the teams that didn't automatically qualify, we put them in a pool, and then we see who has the most points after comparison with records and head-to-heads and all that. And the at-larges was col- were Colony, Knights, and Service Cougars. Now, some people, well, the at-larges should automatically be the eight seed and the seven seed. Now, that's not how we're instructed to do it how we're supposed to do it is then we take all those eight teams that are now qualified the six automatics and the two at larges we put them all in a pool and we compare them all to each other so that cook in the conference tournament with south having wins over west and having some win, having a win uh over chugiak and then the extra games that diamond played the extra games that west played that's more criteria more games yeah so that kind of ended up with the seating where West still held on to the one spot because of their regular season. It's not just a snapshot of the last month when South has been on this heater. Right. It's a snapshot of basically the whole season. And that's where some people get confused where, well, South, they're the CIC champions. Aren't Why aren't they number one? Why aren't they even number two? That doesn't make any right. sense. They yeah. just beat West. But it's not just the last few weeks of the season. It's the whole season as a whole. So, that's how the seedings shake shook out. That's what we're doing. Um, the RPI, I ran the RPI that we use for basketball and that we'll be using for soccer this coming year. I ran the RPI for state hockey as well and kind of in the background. So I kind of know what those results are. And it's fairly close to this. There's a couple switches, but not anything massive. Drastic, um, yeah. Yeah, nothing, nothing super drastic, but... Yeah, that's that's how that's how it was done. Well, so, so to give you a breakdown of just the seedings, um, and obviously, for sports fans listening, one's playing an eight seed, two's playing a seven, um, you know, three's playing a six, and the four and five teams are playing. So, your number one seed is West. All right, um, they're kicking off the tournament at eleven a.m. against the number eight seed West Valley at eleven a.m. on Thursday, and then the four five matchup. It's a rematch. Of yep. the Cook Inlet Conference Championship game. Now I know that you guys, when you do the the seedings and whatnot, or you have all the criteria and you throw them back in the pool and whatnot, 
How hard is it, though? I mean, these teams just played a week ago. It's Do hard. you guys discuss saying, hey, can we? is there anywhere we can move this to make it not happen in back-to-back weeks? We, I mean, we discuss it in the office that the, unlike basketball in previous years where the old basketball system with the WPI, the board had given the latitude for ASAA staff to, if there were a conference matchup and the numbers were close enough with the other teams, we could flip it so it's not a repeat of a conference tournament that just happened, you know, a week prior, that kind of stuff. Gotcha. That is not in place for anything right now. That's not a as, that's not an option for the ASAA office. So when I saw yeah. the matchups, I was like, "Well, great, you know." Yeah, I wish like crazy that that wasn't the case, so we didn't have a redo of the CIC championship from you know just this past Saturday. But you know, I I don't have I don't have the power to switch that myself. Sure, sure. No, I I think I totally get it. Just trying to you know, explain it for the fans. Cause I'm sure there's so many fans out there like, what well, we, we just played one another like a week ago. And, you know, now we're playing in the state tournament, not to say that the cook Inlet conference tournament is not, you know, of huge importance, but now you get to state and you have to play the exact same team. You just played a week ago to win your conference tournament. I mean, yeah, there's fans out there. They're like, what in the world, you know, but no, I, and, so, and I agree. I mean, I, I don't disagree. It's just, yeah. again, it's, it's kind of, I, well, if I had the magic wand and could do exactly what I wanted to, things would look a, a tad different than what's done yeah. here. But the best way to do this, it might not be the fairest all the time, but the easiest way to do it is if it's based on records and numbers instead of, you know, there's a right. popular Who- thing of, well, let's have this committee do it. Well, when you have a committee, you know, unlike March have they Madness, seen all the games. Yeah. Like, I mean, <laughs> unlike March Madness for college, you have a group of people that are detached from this. And while they may have some biases and other things, there's so many people that that kind of stuff can be worked out. Yeah. Here, some of the ideas were it wasn't going to be something like that. It'd be four or five, six people, one from each region. And what I've seen in in the past with this kind of stuff is people get very territorial and then pretty soon that bracket doesn't come out until Monday night and there's a lot of scarring and a lot of hurt feelings and other stuff like that. So it's just better to do it this way. And, you know, you still got to win three games. You still got to win three games. Right. It's, no. It stinks. I, I don't want to see a rematch of the CIC championship the first well, out of the gate. I'm sure yeah. South and Chugiak don't either. But well, when you yeah. high school hockey appears, I mean the teams are already limited. There's not yep. a big pool of teams nope. to pull from for a state championship. So obviously, at some point in time, you're going to get rematches, yep. um, regardless. Of, There's yeah you know, where you're going to be seated. It's the weather. It's going to happen in the first round, the semifinals, or maybe even the championship game. But well, uh, and if you look at this. You know, there's five teams from the CIC in it. Yeah. You know, there's right. a, and five everybody yeah. there's only there's only ten teams in Division One right now because you have a couple that are co-oping and and things like right. that. So, right. you know, unfortunately, that's just kind of the way the it's way it crumbles. Yep. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Yeah. So, uh, recap of the uh, the top half of the bracket: the one seed West taking on the number eight seed West Valley, eleven a.m. The four and five seeds, South Anchorage, the four seed, Chugiak, the five. That game's at 130. And then in the afternoon, the second session, 
the number three seed Colony Knights taking on the number six seed Diamond Lynx at four o'clock, and then yep. the number two seed Wasilla Warriors and the number seven seed Service Cougars at six thirty in the nightcap. So four o'clock Colony Diamond, six thirty Wasilla and Service should be some good entertaining matchups. That Colony Diamond game that Ooh. I think is going to be a really entertaining matchup. I know I know Diamond's the six seed. But Dennis Sorensen, you know, come state tournament time, he's always somehow able to work, you know, some sort of magic, it seems like. So well, Diamond Diamond's been on a bit of a streak this last, you know, few weeks too. The the one thirty and the four o'clock game to me are very, very interesting. Yeah. That's uh, I when I look at this, yeah, I see the number ones and the eights and the seeds, and I, I see all that. But in reality, I look at that and you know, if you don't play well, right. And, you know, even, even West Valley is the eight seed. When you look at their record, when you look at teams that they've played, they were the second in the rail belt. They had beat colony. They split with colony, the three seed. Right. right. So uh, if West doesn't take West Valley seriously, West, the number one seed could easily be playing in the consolation side. So, <laughs> you know, this is, to me, it's just kind of, you still got to win three, and it's not going to be a cakewalk for anything. No. no, I don't. I don't think it is for anybody in this year's tournament. I mean, number one, we've talked about it before. High school sports—you never know what's yep. going to happen. Number two, hockey is also just one of those sports where, if you find, I'm I'm not calling it dumb luck, but weird things happen. That puck it's can bounce so many different ways. And you have a couple of fluke deflections somewhere here and there, and you get a couple of lucky goals. Oh, you only shot 10 times, but you scored two crazy goals. You might win a game. Like, yeah. So uh, you're, you just never you're know. absolutely right. Yeah. yeah. So you just, it's never, never a foregone conclusion, obviously. So, no, it's uh, not. It is not. And high school hockey is definitely one of those things where you're just like, all right, let's see what happens tonight. So it all starts uh, this Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Curtis Menard Sports Complex out at Wasilla. Uh, Isaiah, fans can pre-buy tickets? Yep. Yeah. You can go to ASAA365.com. You can see places to buy tickets through GoFans. So I would encourage you, if you want to skip some of those lines that inevitably happen, you can get your tickets. Now, here's something that I know some people are going to ask. Why don't you sell a tournament pass? And I'm just going to quickly say why. Because a tournament pass with the new online system ends up being more than just buying one day each. If you with the with the ticket fees and the way things work online because it's a higher price point of a ticket instead of $10 it would be $25. Well, with the online fees added to it blah 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 blah, blah it ends up at $33. So it's cheaper gotcha. to just buy the one day each. So I'm trying to save people money. So that's why we do that. That's why people will inevitably ask at the gate. And that's what I'll tell them. So all of you that are listening to this podcast are going to be in the know and you can explain it to other people as well. Yeah. Yes. Friends yes I'm of the enlisting program. your help. Our, our friends of the program. Yes. Yes. Friends I of like the program. It. Friends of the pod. All right. <laughs> uh, do we have final uh, rankings for division one? Hockey? We do. We have the final rankings. Let me pull those up. It's uh yeah, it is a definitely it's hard to that CIC tournament really kind of threw some stuff into 
into question. You know, I, the committee kind of wants to reward wins and all that kind of stuff, but it's yeah, hard. You yeah, know, yeah. the CIC plays the conference tournament. The rail belt doesn't, you know, there's right. three teams versus eight teams. So I, I mean, I get it, or I should say seven teams. So I, I understand why and all that. Uh, the committee basically looked at Wasilla as the number one team, West as the number two, South jumping to the three spot from being unranked prior, and then um, uh, Chugiak to the four spot, dropping one, and then Diamond dropping one from four to five. And then just outside the top five is Colony. So, mm. yeah, Wasilla, right. West, South, Chugiak, and Diamond. But, you know, yeah, it's all going to end up shaking out, you know, Diamond Colony. You know, yeah. Diamond's the last Diamond's the last one in. Colony was kind of the first one out. Well, they're they're going to play right. on Thursday. So we'll see if this ranking's right or not. I I don't know. <laughs> I just don't I just don't know. You know, it's uh that's Colony's home ice. I think they have a little bit of advantage in just because right. they know that facility better than Diamond, but the truth is Diamond plays there all the time anyway. And they've been at the state tournament so many times. It's not like it's unfamiliar territory to them. So, you know, I, I think that'll be an inter interesting game. And obviously South Chugiak and West and Wasilla are on opposite sides of the bracket. But right. You right. Know, it'll we'll be see. fun. We'll see. We'll see. It'll be entertaining. If you can't it make be. it, if you can't make it, I'll throw this plug out there as well. Uh, the NFHS network has you covered. Yep. So um, I will be on the call on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday nights. So if you can't make it, you want to listen to what's going on, uh, I'll be there to take you the rest of the way on the NFHS network. So it'll be fun. And we'll it also be, have it'll some be pods out after as well. Yeah, we'll do some pods after, some instant reaction stuff, Get try to get some guests on there, some coaches. Any If we end up losing or end up interviewing a losing coach, that's all you. You're the broadcast yep. professional. Yes. So that's on you. I will take care of the, asking winning coaches questions. The, <laughs> the worst question you can ask a losing coach. Coach, how do you feel? Like, come on. Are you let kidding? Me, let me take a wild guess. You Are feel you terrible. Kidding? I feel great. You know, this is this is the best thing that's ever happened. You know, we just lost 10 to 2. I uh, love yeah, losing. What, what, what kind of answer? Are you? I, I just hate those type of questions. Like, what, Note what, to self. What? What person don't in their mind question like don't lead <laughs> off with it like goodness gracious like my goodness anyway, how do you feel a, yeah how do you feel how do you feel about losing how do you why like are, that? why are you a loser right now yeah 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 well and then they'll go on a tirade and they'll start blaming teenagers and whatnot and then we'll go and be like oh my god well didn't expect that and then, no i'm just kidding. oh man not gonna but yeah, anyway. we, we're gonna stay away from that yeah uh yeah. Could be entertaining yeah. though at the same Could time. Be. So, well, maybe if we want to, yeah. But that's on the other NFHS network, you know, like <laughs> NFHS network, well, the Ocho or something. I'm, I'm not like... the broadcast professional. Maybe I can get away with asking that question. <laughs> maybe, coach, maybe. How do you feel? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, uh, should we talk uh, high school hoops? Yeah, let's talk high some school. high school hoops. I, well, we had a. Well, I, I know I covered it on the instant reaction one, you know, just because it happened on, let's see, Thursday. No, excuse me, Friday that uh, Wasilla ended uh, Mountain City's yeah. run of 133 games. It was, uh, it, 
it was a game of runs. It was, it really yeah. was, it was a game of runs 12, one to start the first quarter and then 11 to one to start the second Wasilla with yep. their runs that, that pretty much was the game right there. Well, yeah. and you know, I'm not going to be that person that's cliche, but all streaks come to an end. Well, I mean, well, they we, do. I mean, 133 well, games at some point in time. Yeah, I mean, I mean, 133 games. It's 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 getting it's getting up there. I mean, we're talking, you know, the Oklahoma Sooners college football team in the in the 50s with their 47 game winning streak. Uh, De La Salle High School football, who won like 157 games in a row before they lost. Yeah, some crazy. I mean, we're stuff. talking records that this is not going to be touched in high school basketball in the state of Alaska. Ever again? I, ever. Not, I I don't see. I mean, I don't see how Isaiah. I really don't. 133 games against Alaska opponents. Keep in mind that's the, that's the stat, right? Alaska yes. opponents. Oh, Alaska opponents. They played. They played out yep. of state teams and uh, have lost a game or two, but against Alaska opponent. That's like seven years. Yep. Six Basically, or seven years. The last loss they had to an Alaskan opponent was February 9th, 2018. That's at insane. Wasilla. At Wasilla. That was their last loss. That's insane. In 2018, February 9th. Wow. That was their so, last in-state loss. That's wild. <laughs> it's crazy. Well, the fact that it, you know, it came against Wasilla, and then it comes against Wasilla again. So, the streak started after losing to Wasilla, yep. and the streak ends in Wasilla, and now they got to try to start a new one. But uh, I think and they will. Shout- I think they will. They might throw a shout out to, um, you know, Mountain City Girls Basketball Program slash ACS yeah. and all the players that have come through there and coaches that have come through there over the last few years. I mean, it's just a testament to how good they have been. That's off to you. So that's um, off to you. One hundred thirty-three in a row. Wow. Yeah, crazy. That's crazy, but. Um, obviously one loss is not going to define them this no. season. No, and means. they're going to meet again at Mountain probably. City. Probably, probably. They're going to. Oh, they're, oh, you're talking to the regular. I thought you were oh, yeah, looking gonna, ahead to the state gonna, championships. <laughs> no, no. But it wouldn't. Would it surprise me if that's them again in the state championship game? No. Uh, it yeah. was they. The why I can't remember when. I think it's the end of. I think it's the end of this month. End of February that Wasilla goes to Mountain City for their conference game and then their conference tournament is in Was er, is in Soldatna. Right. Uh March seven, eight, nine. So I'm sure they'll meet again that'll there. Be, that'll be fun. Colony Colony will have something to say about it though. Well, that's yeah. for sure. For sure. Well that kind of gets us into uh our rankings for three A and four A basketball. What do we got this week, Isaiah? Well, since we started off, since we started talking with the 4A girls, we'll just jump right to the 4A girls right now and then kind of circle back with the 3A. But 4A girls, there was a little bit of a change, as you can imagine. Wasilla takes the top spot now, ranked number one. Mountain City is ranked number two. Then we have Colony, fresh off of a diamond, uh, the Lady Lynx Diamond uh, Tournament win. They are number three. Thunder Mountain Falcons down in the southeast. They just keep winning. They're 13 and 1. They take the four spot. And then the Diamond Lynx in the five spot, taking third place in their tournament just this past Saturday. So that's where the 4A girls is. Jump to the 4A boys. Had a a little bit of a shakeup last week because service went on a tear. We had a little bit of change here. Uh 
Betty Davis East is still in the number one spot. Service Cougar is still in the number two spot. Here's where the change happened. We have West Valley Wolfpack, number three. And then we have the West Anchorage Eagles, number four. West kind of hit some uh, hit some trouble. They played service. They lost to service. Then they played diamond, lost to diamond. So they've lost two conference games in a row. I- I'm sure West will bounce back. But right yeah. now, that West Valley, West Anchorage was such a close game at the Alaska Airlines Classic a few weeks ago. West kind of hitting the skids. West Valley keeps going. Um, you know, could that switch around again? I'm sure. But right now, kind of West Valley looks a little bit more, a uh, little bit more in sync together as a team. So they take the three spot. West Anchorage takes the four spot, and then Thunder Mountain Falcons for the boys. They they keep trugging along, chug, chugging yeah. along. They're at the five spot, and then circle back to the three A girls. You know, we talked last week, you know, that 4-5 Mount Edgecombe and Sitka were playing on Tuesday night, the the night after we taped the podcast. Well, results are in. Grace is number one. Barrow's number two. Mount Edgecombe girls are number three. Monroe Catholic Rams are number four, and the Sitka Wolves are number five. Mount Edgecombe ended up beating Sitka that night, and it was, I believe it was by 15 points. Might have been a little north of 15 Mount Edgecombe really, really was impressive on that. Barrow really kind of went through the Diamond Girls uh, Lady Lynx tournament. They ended up in the championship game against Colony, and they fell to Colony. But again, they've played a pretty tough schedule. So we'll recap. Grace, number one. Barrow, number two. Mount Edgecombe Braves, number three. Monroe, four. Sitka, five for the 3A girls. And then the 3A boys, we have the Grace Christian Grizzlies ranked number one. Mount Edgecombe Braves still undefeated at number two. Gnome Belt Nanooks, number three. Barrel Whalers holding steady at the four spot. And then the Seward Seahawks at number five. So no real change from last week on that either. So that's where we're at. Nice. All right. Well, not too much uh, time left in the regular season. No. Or high school basketball either. No. Their teams are making their statements. They're making their pushes. You know, that's... March 7 is not very far away when most of these conference tournaments for 3A and 4A start. No, it's not. It's crazy to think about that. We're only, oh, a month away from that, from that happening. So, uh, time to start making your, your late season pushes. Yep. If you, if you got on the late run in you. So we'll see what happens, uh, down the stretch of the season. We'll get more in depth, uh, high school basketball coverage in the next few weeks. I'm sure it'd be nice to maybe get Chuck Martin back on. It would be uh, nice to get Chuck to back on. Kind of get his thoughts on how things have gone uh, throughout the season, maybe a couple of other coaches as well um, before we get into the madness of March. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll try to get some coaches on in the next couple of weeks before the yeah. conference tournaments because we don't really want to bug them the week of the conference tournament. So, uh, I, yeah, we'll I mean, do. We could. I'll, I'll interview Chuck Martin right before the game, right before right dinner. <laughs> right how are, how before, are you feeling, Chuck? Yeah, how are you feeling? <laughs> Two minutes to tip. How are you feeling? How do you feel? We're going to make this short. How are you feeling? We should do like live game interviews. You know, that's a big thing now, like with a lot of the national broadcasts, like the NFL and all that kind of stuff, you know, talking to coaches during the game before like the second quarter starts or whatnot. Could you imagine walking into Chuck's huddle the end of the first quarter? Hey, Chuck, can we get a word? Yeah. Can can we get a word? Sorry. you're You're down by three at the moment. And, uh, you know, hey, hey yeah. stop talking. Stop talking. Yeah, yeah, Can we yeah. get a word? Yeah. 
let your assistants handle that. Come on. Hey, more important. Oh, wow. That'd be yeah. funny. But it would anyway. actually be kind of funny. Kind of yeah. want to try it now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I think it'd go it'd go well once and then be like, yeah, we're never doing that again. <laughs> yeah. We're not, we're not going to do that again. Yeah. Anyway. We so. can't put this on the podcast. There's yeah. there's too many expletives. Bloop, bloop, bloop. I don't know how to yeah. I don't know how to work the beat button yet. Yeah. We gotta put that on the, <laughs> the sound effects board. Yeah. yeah we're anyway. gonna have to figure that out. Yeah. Right. Oh man. So high school sports kind of covered. Well, just touch on uh UAA athletics before we uh sign it off. Uh, men's and women's basketball and UAA hockey uh this past weekend. Um UAA hockey able to get a win over UAF. Um, this nice. past Saturday, they won four to two over the Nanooks. Uh, a big controversy though at the end of the game was when Max Helgeson hit uh, a UAF player after the horn sounded, and the hit was Ooh. so large and it was up against the boards. I don't know if you saw the video of this. No, I didn't see um, the video. Yeah, so th- the hit was late. All right, it was a late hit. It was unnecessary. The game was over. Okay. But UAA's Max Helgeson, you know, it's a rivalry game. I get it. You're in the heat of the moment. He hits yeah. a UAF player into the boards, and the glass shatters. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, shattered the glass. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I mean, the hit didn't look like it was huge, but I guess it was large enough, and the player uh, from UAF hit it in just such a spot that it shattered the glass. So that was what it wasn't that it wasn't the fact that UAA won the hockey game for a lot of people. It was like so many people on social media were talking about the hit after the game. Like UAF fans were more upset about the hit after the game than uh, losing the game. Now, that being said, the UAF player that was hit, it took him a little while to get up. So hopefully he looked to be okay. Mm. It just took him a while to get up and, and move in. So I'll be curious to see what happens in terms of maybe potential punishment uh, for Max Helgeson. I bet I'm willing to bet there might be at least a one-game suspension uh, handed down. I'm sure something's coming that, down. Would not be surprised. So, uh, but nevertheless, UAA able to get a victory over UAF in the Governor's Cup. Governor's Cup was already locked up, by the way. Nanooks took the Governor's Cup this year. They won every other game against UAA. So. Um, UAA able to pick up a win over the Nanooks, however. Uh, they played this weekend as well against Long Island University on Friday and Saturday at the Avis Alaska Sports Complex. So if you want to check out UAA hockey, they are in town this week. Women's basketball was on the road. It was a tough road trip, always a tough road trip when you have to go to um, Burnaby, Burnaby, British Columbia, to take on Simon Fraser. They ended up losing to Simon Fraser. Simon Fraser, you look at the record, you're like, oh, they're not that good. I mean, they're three and eight in the conference. Uh, they're five and seventeen overall. It's a game that UAA should have won, but I'm telling you, it is always hard. Something to always win. happens. It is so hard to win. It's such a weird I mean, the fact that you have to travel over the border, I mean, just all these weird things. I mean, it's just not a normal road game. Going into Simon Fraser, it is not a normal road game, and something fluky always seems to happen, and the UAA women's team ended up losing to Simon Fraser, um, so they dropped that game, but then they bounced back against the number 13 Western Washington Vikings in Bellingham on Saturday. Impressive performance for uh, UAA's Vache, or not Vache, well, Vache Rab had a good game. She had eight points uh, in that game, but Sinio Rabu had really led the team. She had 28 points on 10 made field goals, hit five threes, really carried the Seawolves. Kate Robinson finally started to get going, so the forward for UAA scoring 14 points on five made shots 
and 30 minutes of action. Seawolves really dominate. They never they never trail. Um, so they have 22 to 17 after the first quarter. They lit up the first half for 44 points. So UAA really finding their stride offensively against Western Washington and a huge victory. They sweep the season series, regular season series against the Vikings. So a big win for Ryan McCarthy, especially after losing that game against Simon Frazier to be able to bounce back against a rank opponent, pick up that victory. And now they have to go on the road up to Fairbanks and take on the Nanooks this weekend. So UAA women's basketball on the road uh, for one game against Fairbanks. Men's basketball team, um, they had a little bit of a rough weekend. You never knew who you are going to get. Uh, it seems like for the last couple of weeks with UAA men's basketball, they had one game this past weekend against UAF, a team which they had never lost to at the Alaska Airlines Center. UAF has not won a game or had not won a game in Anchorage since 2003. That is a and long time. It's a long time. It's That's a long seasons, time. 20 seasons. I mean, and it finally happened. So the Nanooks came into Anchorage. They caught UAA in a poor shooting night. And I mean poor, like 28% from the field. Seawolves only hit like maybe five three-pointers for the entire game. Uh, UAA getting in a little bit of foul trouble early. But you, the Seawolves could not buy a bucket. Could not buy a bucket. I mean, there was a stretch where it was, they went 0 for 10 from the field for uh, a, a time. It was just bad. And I mean, they had, they were held to 49 points. I mean, it was, it was just not a, a good look. And after beating the number two team of the nation, St. Martin's, the previous Saturday to have yeah, this showing, rough. it was like, it's a little yeah, bit of a letdown. That's not so good. That's not so, so good. The men's basketball team, by the way, they're they're on the bubble right now, and we're getting into the second half of the GNAC season. The Seawolves right now, they are in the number six spot in the conference. So Montana State, St. Martin's, Northwest Nazarene, Seattle, or Seattle, Central Washington, Seattle Pacific, and then UAA. You have to be in the top six to make the conference tournament. The women's basketball team, I should mention, they are number three in the standings right now. So the Seawolves have a little bit of the work cut out um, for them down the stretch, Western Washington right behind them at five and six, so only a half game behind, um, trying to get into that top six spot. So, the UAA men's basketball team on the road this weekend, Northwest Nazarene, Central Washington, their opponents. So, keep an eye out for them. Uh, you can go to goseawolves.com and you can follow the Seawolves while they are on the road this week. So, interesting time on. of the year, lots going on. Lots obviously, going on. huge uh weekend for UAA athletics. Um, in terms of men's and women's basketball. So uh, a lot going on in the month of February before teams trying to get into postseason for March. So that kind of gets you caught up on UAA athletics. Oh, man. All right. Jam-packed show. Jam-packed show. Yeah. Any, That's, and, we, any and I'm sure, I'm sure we've missed some things, too. Oh, I'm sure. There's, no, a, there's a mean, lots of other things that are going on. I know... Peely's been hold... having a good. Peely's been having a good yeah. season. I mean... She has, definitely. I she she might win. Well, I'm, she's a very good candidate. I would not be surprised at all if she wins Naismith Player of the Year, women's basketball. So, yeah, I think, I, I think she's Caitlin be Clark in the is up there. It's going to be Caitlin Clark. Yeah, she's going to break the all-time I... scoring record here in a, in a week or so. Yeah, well, it's going to be them too. I mean, I mean. It's gonna be though. It's gonna be between those two. She's gonna be bad. Uh, Peely will be 
Pac-12 player of the year, and no doubt. Sure. Yeah, I mean, that's no doubt, no doubt. I think that's a given. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, I but I wouldn't. Yeah, I would. I would agree. It's between those two for player of the year, but I mean, do you see what Fox Sports is going to be doing for the next uh, Iowa game? They're no, I know they a, played on Fox Sports this past weekend. Well, they're going to Maryland. Have a, well, maybe it was in the Maryland game. I can't remember. I'm all I'm, my dates are all screwed up now. But apparently, Fox Sports was going to have a Caitlin Clark specific cam on TikTok. Oh, really? But yeah, it was just going to follow Caitlin Clark wherever she goes. Even if she goes to the bench, they were just going to have her sitting there on the bench. It was just going to be specifically just for her. Interesting. I thought. I wonder if they did that because I know they were on Fox Sports, not like Fox Sports One. They were on Fox, like Fox, it was Fox. the primetime game. Yeah, against against Maryland. So I wonder. I if think it, it might. Have, I think it might have been the Maryland I mean, game. They had Gus Johnson on the call for it, so I'm like, all right. I'm, well, that, then I'm pretty sure that's. I'm pretty sure that's the one. Yeah, could have been, but they ended up winning too. So, but yeah, I'm not surprised that. Alyssa Peely, she'll be up there. If, she will definitely you know, you never be up know. there. Something fluky could happen. You know, well, you if she doesn't, know. if she, you know, if Caitlin Clark got hurt or something like that, and she doesn't play the rest of the Don't season, want that to happen. But yeah, you know, I'm knocking I mean, on wood. I mean, that's yeah. But you know, there's obviously things could happen. You never things know. Well, but, regardless, even if she doesn't win Player of the Year for the Nation, oh no, she was I mean, second. Yeah, because yeah, right. I, I've, oh, you won't get drafted by the WNBA. No, you finish second. Yeah, whatever. But. No, she's probably she. <laughs> if she doesn't go one, she might go two for the WNBA draft. Right, no doubt, no doubt. Uh, speaking of no. things that you mentioned that if we missed anything, fans could hit us up on our website. I think right, they, they can, can. Contact absolutely us. contact yeah. us. Yeah, you can send us an email. You can tell us how well we're doing or how poorly we're doing, and Five stars. give us. Give us a critique, but uh, on Apple and Spotify, make sure you rate and review five stars. We like the five stars. You'll be blocked with one star. <laughs> yeah. No longer a friend of the pod. No longer a <laughs> friend of the podcast. Just kidding. Just kidding. You will be right. an associate of the podcast. Yes. We'll, yes. we'll know of you, but you won't Adversary. be a friend. You won't be Adversary. a friend of the podcast. Yes. <laughs> um, all right. Well, anything right. else well, before we sign it off? No, just that we're, well, we'll see everybody. We'll talk to everybody again, I think, on uh, Thursday, kind of recapping yeah. some of what's going on at state hockey. So that'll be fun. That'll be fun. It'll be a fun weekend. It'll be a long weekend, but it will be a fun Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night for Division Absolutely. One hockey. That yep. is for sure. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of the Alaska Sports Talk Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks a lot to our sponsors, Roger Briley and Associates, uh, Guido's, Partouche Plumbing and Heating, the Alaska Club, the Bike Shop, uh, and Alaska Sausage and Seafood, proud sponsors of the Alaska Sports Talk Podcast. For Isaiah Freeman, I'm Keaton Homer signing off. Good night. Until later this week. Good night.